When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it! Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNBR Buffs podcast presented by the American Raptors. I, uh, I'm i Henry Chisholm, first of all, forgot to say that part. Uh, and also, I'm a, I guess I'm not well rested, but it's what, it's like 9.30 now. I'm going to get this podcast knocked out and that's the last thing I have to do today. Um, there's a real chance I'm going to be asleep by like 11.15 and that means tomorrow I'll be very well rested. Well, that's not true though because the Masters starts tomorrow and I still haven't looked at what time people start teeing off, or more specifically, the guys I bet on when they tee off. And I have to be up when Tiger tees off, and I think that's at like 8.30 or something like that, so I don't know. Maybe well-rested tomorrow might be a stretch, but I definitely won't be an alien like I was today trying to recover from working until 2.30 last night, getting that podcast put together. But uh, here we are. Here we are. And this, I just realized a few minutes ago, this is the last podcast that we're going to have before the open scrimmage on Saturday. And I've actually talked to a couple of you, and it's this simple. Colorado has a scrimmage on Saturday at Folsom Field, and it's free. You don't need a ticket or anything. You just show up. It says it starts at 11.15 a.m., so I'd get there at 11 a.m. That means you park at like 10.50 and then walk over, whatever. Go to the scrimmage and you don't need to like really plan or anything. It should be a good time. I'm pretty sure it's scheduled to end at like 1 or 1.30, so you get to see a couple hours of football. And, you know, I'm fired up. And and I think that I'm mostly just excited to see this Buffalo's team so that, you know, for, for the next couple weeks or whatever, I mean, basically for at least forever, the last time I saw the Buffs won't be the 2021 season, right? It's just nice to get that taste out of your mouth. And even if it doesn't matter, even if there's some ugly points, which I'm sure will happen, just getting out there and, and watching these guys play some football, I mean, that's what it's about, right? It's not about transfers or what people say on Twitter or, or whatever. It's about what you do on the football field. And we finally get to see these guys go out onto a football field. So I'm excited about that. And today we're going to talk about that scrimmage later on in the show um, we're we're going to start by uh, just running through a couple notes from hearing from Carl Durrell today. 
obviously, this is the last practice for the scrimmage. Last time we'll hear from Carl. And uh, we'll, we'll touch on some stuff there. Honestly, there isn't all that much. Um, I did get a chance today, though, to talk with Jake Wiley and Casey Roddick. Um, I don't play favorites, but if I did, uh, I would. Uh, those, those guys would probably be on that list. Um, I, uh, I, I really enjoy talking to them. And specifically, I think that they're interesting to talk to because you know, we on the outside all get to talk about the Mitch Rodrigue whatever whatever um but they actually lived it you know all day every day they were they were part of that offensive line that really really struggled last year and so we talked about that and uh we also talked about this year and and at the end of this show you guys can hear those full interviews it was a pretty quick one honestly with Jake it was like 5 minutes with Jake 10 minutes with Casey and again, I, I really like those guys, and I think you will too. Um, I, th- I think we we've definitely had audio from Casey on here before, so you've you've heard from him. Um, whoa, okay, this is totally off topic, and this is going to be a short podcast because I am going to be asleep by eleven fifteen tonight. But so I have I have an Apple TV. That's like how I do my streaming. Everybody has their own weird ways, but uh, it's it has this screensaver. Actually, it has a bunch of screensavers. Just shows you different parts of the world pretty cool honestly um, but this one it might be like the pacific northwest it seems a little bit dry for that but this also does look like it's the ocean um the point it can't be though it can't be though because there was a castle on the island and that's why we went down this rabbit hole because it just went to an island there's just a castle sitting on it no civilization anywhere around here it's got to be a long boat ride to get there that looks like an awesome place also also if you're building a castle like, I mean, castle, people don't build castles, right? Like, they used to build castles, but at this point, it seems like all the castles are probably hundreds of years old. So that means that they built a castle on that island hundreds of years ago, most likely. And that means, like, they boated over a bunch of bricks. I don't know. The logistics of that just don't make any sense to me, or just, like, why you would do it in the first place, other than it looks really, really cool on the screensaver. Um... I might have to turn this off if we're going to do this podcast. Let's uh, let's jump in here with Carl. We're going to keep this stuff pretty brief because most guys want to talk about this scrimmage. And, and also, like I said, there isn't a whole lot uh, worth uh, going through here. I'll say that they, they had like these 12 plays, 12 third down plays, like full live tackling, all that sort of stuff. Uh, apparently the offense won seven, defense won five. He's, he's, he said, you know, it's basically it's 50-50. Um, so there's kind of the big note in terms of practice. But he said that there's a lot of guys who are really stepping up and, and making plays. He actually brought up, and this is good timing because I was talking to offensive linemen today, but he actually brought up pretty early in that opening statement, um, the offensive line is really getting better. And the continuity is growing um, seeing a level of consistency there. And he also said that defensively, the, the pass rush is improving from where it was. And I think that that's pretty notable for sure. Um, brought up uh, Justin Jackson actually really early. So we haven't seen a lot of Justin Jackson during his time in Boulder. He uh, he is a senior, though. Um, hasn't used his redshirt year, interestingly. Um Sounds like we'll be seeing more of him. And I guess you guys will hear from Casey later on, but I asked him about these guys. And he thinks Naeem Rodman is just going to be an absolute stud. But, but he'll he'll cover that for me later on. 
Um, said there was a couple of interceptions today. Didn't say who they were. They were in the seven on seven. Um, to me, interceptions are a good thing. I mean, that's the thing about like when you play your own team is like, well, the defense, a good thing happened for the Colorado defense. A bad thing happened for a Colorado quarterback. So it's like, ah, it all kind of cancels out. I will say, though, that first of all, odds are it was one of the like three quarterbacks who isn't the starter, right? One of, one of those guys who threw the interception. And so, you know, if, if Drew Carter's out there throwing picks, it, I, I don't care. To be, to be quite honest. Um, but on top of that, if there was a flaw in Brendan's game, which, you know, there absolutely was, uh, I think you start at the top of the list with the unwillingness to throw some contested passes, let let receivers go make plays. So if he's making mistakes, that is cool by me because that shows that he's throwing the ball around. And on top of that, obviously, defense making plays, so that's exciting. Um he did say that that's kind of that they looked at last year defensively and was like, where do we need to get better? They want to force more turnovers. They want to create more pressure. Um, they they, they want to be able to get into the backfield when the other team's throwing the football. And he says that both those things are going pretty, pretty, pretty well. Um, yeah. Uh, brought up that Guy Thomas is healthy. He's he's doing well in practice. Um, just trying to keep him healthy, valuable piece, all that sort of stuff. And when you talk about the pass rush, that's valuable. Um, also I asked him about chance main just cause we are kind of on that topic. You know, is he a defensive end? Is he an outside linebacker? And you know, he, Carl basically said he's an edge player. Um, and you know, he's, he's an outside rusher. So if you're in a four down three down, he's always just going to be on that edge over there. Um, so there you go. I thought that that was interesting. Oh, he did say he could add to our death depth and add value for us too. So, you know, the idea that he's locked into a starting job, I, I, that doesn't seem to be the case. Um, Chance is in his last year of eligibility, though, uh, for what it's worth. I, I think we'll see him. But, um, talked about the backup quarterback, said they were solid. Um, so he actually said Maddox is doing a really good job um, because he's, he's, you know, learning how all this stuff works works and, and developing kind of a presence there um you know drew didn't get much experience last year so that's not all that valuable still a young guy but you can see that the football school stuff is translating for him um, both competitive they're both trading reps he also added and this is probably the most interesting part of all of this is that when those quarterbacks make a mistake they're they're pulling them it's like you screw up you're out next guy gets your reps and that's just part of like they, they want these practices to be more competitive and that uh, that that does exactly that. Um, moving along Let's see probably not worth any of that. Um, not worth talking about that. I guess we kind of closed it out. Um, well let's let's touch on this first. He, he said that he's really enjoyed his time with this new offensive coaching staff. Um, he said he really emphasized the experience that they have. You know, obviously Mike Sanford's been offensive coordinator a few different places. Um, Clay Patterson, Phil McGagan has a crazy amount of experience. Darian Hagan as well. So a lot of really experienced coaches in there. And I, th I think that obviously that is something that Carl values, which makes sense. Um, but I think the, well, maybe not the reason, but one of the, the big reasons 
is just that when you have experienced guys, you at least know that they can do their job, right? Like Mike Sanford, he's done great before. He's done not so well before, but, you know, he's he, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. And I think that with some of the struggles that they've had with that coaching staff, I think just having experience and, and being guys who have been there before, have done it before, I think that's why he emphasized it. But that's just me kind of reading between the lines. Uh, said that they're all really smart. They, they really all enjoy that they have, um, in his words, some skin in the game. You know, they're, they're, this offense is on all of them. They're working together to build it. Um, but he also said that they're really good listeners. And it, that's helped with the communication. Um, but I have a bunch of good thoughts, some smart guys, some experience. And he seems excited about that. And uh, we'll kind of transition here um, because this question was kind of the big one, right? You know, last last practice before the first scrimmage, what are you looking for out there? Um, and, and he said he wants to see that that pass rush. He wants to see the turnovers, um, you know, making sure you're in the backfield, making plays on the football, uh, um, those sorts of things. That's that's really what's standing out to him on the defensive side. Um, on the offensive side, he said that they, they want balance. Uh, they want to be able to run the ball. They want to be able to throw the ball. And they want to be able to run play action um, and potentially probably get some big plays out of that if, if everything's going well and you are that balanced. Um, let's see. Uh, he wants some long drives, he said. And, and, you know, that means converting third downs. Um, so I think that that would probably be out there. Um, and that's kind of it. Um, but then on top of that, he just wants to see him play. Um, wants to see them not have coaches on the field and just play football, make good decisions. And uh, I, you're going to learn a lot. We're going to learn a lot. This is a... Uh, I'm excited. Like, the, the, the these scrimmages really test me more than anything else when it comes to just, like, the football side of covering CU. Because, you know, obviously you have the games, but the thing about a football game is that if you miss something, well, guess what? When you go back and watch that game a second time, a third time, you're going to see it. You know, when you watch a spring game, guess what? You're going to be able to go back and watch the Pac-12 network version as many times as you want. With these scrimmages, there there is no second chance. Anything you don't see the first time through, you missed. And that, uh, it comes with a little bit of pressure. It means you got to be locked in on every play. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what exactly I'm looking at. Because that's the thing, right, is you don't see everything. Like, that's just not how this works. If, if you're curious whether the receivers are getting open against the cornerbacks, you're going to miss, you know, who, which, which linemen look the smoothest, who's, who's picking up stuff in protection. If, if, the, if the other side blitzes, you're not going to know exactly what happened. Right, because you know, is this is this just the linebacker running straight forward? Does is there some little stunt on the defensive line where where those guys are switching and you didn't see who picked it up? So, for me personally, I mean, this is I like to look at as kind of my big day, right? <laughs> I mean, maybe that's just because I'm a football nerd, but the more that you can see, um, the better. But you kind of have to pick and choose where where your eyes go, and then obviously like tweak it to the trends. And it's like, oh, they're getting to the backfield. Oh, they're getting to the backfield. Guess what? I should probably see who's getting beat here. Who's who's causing pressure? Is somebody commanding a double team or or, or pushing back in the middle of the pocket and kind of chasing it out, teeing guys up really for those edge rushers, changing those angles, make it a little bit easier to turn that corner. 
Um, but I, I figured that because that's kind of how this is structured, this is probably a good time just to say, like, what what am I looking at? What am I looking at? And, you know, I, I mentioned this before, but I want to see these receivers against the corners. I mean, that that's, to me, maybe not like a heavyweight matchup, but the 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 big question I think on both sides of the ball is, is the passing game. Um, you know, obviously on the offensive side, that's clear. Like <laughs> that was one of the best, or sorry, the worst passing offenses in the country last year. So of course you're going to be extra tuned into that. But defensively, it was a really good pass defense, and it was a pass defense that was tweaked. Um, you know, there there was a lot of uh, man coverage early on, a lot more zone later with the injuries. I want to see what happens because if, if if I were to guess, I'd say Chris Wilson is going to be running a lot of man here. Chris Wilson wants to man up and see what these cornerbacks have against these receivers. Does it work? Does it not work? And you'll see some changes for sure, but I would guess that that's where his mind is at. Um, I think that I'm 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 really curious to see First of all, just kind of these rotations, right? So the receiver side is obvious. Like, first of all, remember, you'll remember that they're, oh, what a weird sentence, that they're kind of short on bodies. They'll probably have about five guys out there. So what order do those five guys come out? Um, RJ Sneed, number one, probably. You got Montana, number two. Maybe Daniel Arias in front of him. We don't know who else is healthy, but that's kind of the other note that you're taking here but what order are these guys in right now and then the same thing on the defensive side when you look at the corners is it Nigel Bethel and Jalen Stryker out there are those your two starters um is Kalen Moore a starter is Nico Reed a starter what position is Tyron Taylor playing um but then on top of that obviously what happens when Jalen Stryker is going up against Daniel Arias because those are two veterans who really don't have solidified roles when when you kind of look through this roster at um, the the seniors, those are two of the guys who say, okay, now's kind of time to play or not. And I guess Jalen Stryker's a junior, but upperclassmen will stay instead. Um, those are a couple of guys you look at. And on top of that, I mean, the receivers kind of stacked with them with Maurice Bell and Jalen Jackson, but those guys have just been hurt. Um, I don't expect them to play, but we don't necessarily know that for sure. Um, so I, I that's really where my eyes go first, just these receivers. I want to see... Um, who's who's getting open, who they're getting open against, who's getting shut down. Are these DBs making plays on the ball? I think that's the other part you look for is, okay, at the point of attack, what is happening? Um, because you remember, like, young corners, they, they can struggle with this final part of the play, which is stopping the catch. You know, it's one thing to be in good position. It's another thing to get the ball out without getting called for a penalty. That's something Christian Gonzalez really struggled with as a freshman, got a lot better at it last year. You know, who who among these guys are going to be making those plays? Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's where I look first. Um, and then, obviously, on top of that, the quarterback as well. Are, are these balls being put in the right place are guys catching it and running? Are they having to reach behind them? Are they having to jump up? Are they reaching down, picking them off the shoelaces? Are these on target? How long are they taking to get to the target? Um, all of that. Um, from there, though, uh, and I, I guess this might, this is kind of cheating, but what is this offense? And I, I want to see, you know, uh, 
when you're running the football, are these zone runs? Are these gap runs? You know, what is this split? Because I think it's going to be very zone heavy. I I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's 75, 80% zone when the season comes around. Maybe even more than that, honestly. But at this point, what are they doing? Are they trying different things? Um, but, But this running game, how exactly does it work? Is it really built off of that outside zone, which is something I would really like to see? Um... I also think that the passing game, while I'm interested in seeing how it looks, I I know that they're lacking receivers, and because of that, you're going to see more tight ends on the field than you will during the season, and so you can't read too much into it. Um, so, you know, I think it's a lot of the time you're going to be having... Um, Honestly, I think this is a good opportunity for Jaylee Stacks as well as these other tight ends. You know, you're going to either have a running back and two tight ends, or you're going to have two running backs, meaning Jaylee Stacks probably playing fullback in there, and one tight end, or maybe two tight ends, who knows. But that's uh, that's kind of where I'm locked in at uh, this point. Um, In terms of other stuff... Again, a lot of it is just seeing where these guys kind of fit into the depth chart at this point, what they think, you know, who's on this offensive line, how much are they rotating, um, and then the quarterbacks, of course, but these battles with the corners and the receivers, I think that's what I'm going to be really tuned into. Um, but there's some good options. There's some good options. There's a lot of guys with a lot to prove, and that, that always makes for, for good football. Um in terms of previewing stuff, I want to make sure I get all this information across, but I feel like that's that's most of it. Um, yeah. I mean, Robert Barnes, how was he used? I think that's another question. Um, is he out there as a starter? Because there, there's, I think there's a real chance that he's a pretty clear starting linebacker. I think there's another chance that he's just a rotational guy. And so, like, he could be anywhere from this kind of I mean, one of your better defensive players are also just being kind of your your cover guy um, and anything in between as well. So so I think that that could also be very impactful for this defense. You know, is he another one of your very good players or are you kind of short on those this year? Um, Jalen Sami, Terrence Lang up front against this interior. That's always good. Safety rotation. How, where is Torrin Pittman? I think that's where this conversation starts for me. Like you know that Trevor Woods is going to be involved somehow, um, but but like a guy like Torrin Pittman, is he ready to see the field? Are they running him out there with the starters? That's another big question. Tyron Taylor, I mentioned this before, but what position is he? Um, outside linebacker rotations, I think I'd look at more situationally. It would be where I'm most intrigued. You know, who's getting your third and seven reps? You know, when when you know that the offense is throwing the ball, who are your pass rushers? And and then you kind of work off of that because, you know, I think Guy Thomas, not a great pass rusher. Good, solid pass rusher, but so good against the run that if you're worried about his snap count or whatever, you're giving him those early downs, um, potentially. We'll see, right? That's, that's the big question here. Um, tight end rotation, I guess you also look at um, Austin Smith or Caleb Fourier is probably the deciding point, right? You know, Brady Russell's number one. Sounds like Eric Olson has kind of carved out a role for himself. But Austin Smith is kind of that, that number three, I think. But is he in front of Caleb Fourier? Where is Louis Passarello and all this? Um, 
Yeah. I think we can leave it at that. I think we can leave it at that. Um, unless you want to dig into the kicker and punter, which, you know what? We don't need to do. Um, as much as I love Ashton Logan and Cole Becker, we'll watch him kick the football when the time comes. Uh, before I let you guys hear from Casey and Jake, I want to remind you that we, uh, we have an awesome offer. Golf season is in full swing. Get in on all the action on the course with DraftKings Sportsbook, where new customers can bet $5 on golf's first major and get $25 in free bets for every birdie that Bryson DeChambeau sinks in the first round. DraftKings Sportsbook is a top-rated app with tons of ways to bet on golf. Get even closer to what's happening in the tournament. Bet on who will win golf's first major single-round matchups, and more. Uh, DraftKings is safe, it's secure, it's reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code DMVR, bet $5, and win $25 in free bets for every one of Bryson's birdies in the first round. Join the action for golf's first major with code DMVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Also, want to remind you guys about Sexy Pizza. Uh, we love Sexy Pizza. It's the best spot to go in Denver. And they actually have 11 convenient locations in Denver. Sorry, not 11. It's five locations, um, but they're all over. You can get them wherever you need pizza. And uh, I think Sunday is going to be my day for sexy pizza, you know, because just running through this Thursday, tomorrow, I'm uh, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to watch a Masters, but I'm actually going to go over to the DMVR bar to watch that DU hockey game um, and also the Masters, of course. Like, But, you know, that's uh, wrapping up the golf day while watching hockey. going to be a good time. Head over to the Nuggets game after. Friday is going to be, I just realized, there's another practice. It's just that Carl doesn't talk after the next practice. Huh. My mind has been turned into just gum at this point. We actually have a whole nother practice before this, this scrimmage. I was off by a day. Wow, that that's wild. Now that I think of it, it's like, oh yeah, you were thinking this morning, like, do you do Jake and Casey today, or do you save them for the next one, or like, who do you want to talk to the day before and get something quick up after, but then, for some reason, ever since like 2 o'clock today, I've been planning around, I, honestly, I've been planning around, write about the offensive line tonight, get your notes thing written tomorrow, and also, the notes, like everything else from the uh, assistant coaches that isn't going to fit into a normal story um, and get all that put together, get a preview up uh, of the spring game, basically just what we were talking about, and then uh, get, get ready for the spring game. Wow. My mind is rocked. So we'll actually have another podcast. We have a podcast Friday. We have a podcast Friday. So we'll talk again Friday. We'll do this on Saturday. Sorry. We got to get back to sexy pizza. My mind just kind of got blown. Um, sexy pizza is so good though. All the different toppings, all the different sides. They have gluten-free crust. They have vegan options. You cannot go wrong. You should get one of their philanthropies because when you order one of those, a percentage of the proceeds wind up going to a nonprofit in the area. So it, it's awesome stuff. They do a great job in the community. They've been a staple here for 13 years. So make sure that you check out sexy pizza because you will not be disappointed. I promise. Uh, and real quick, want to give a shout out to our friends over at Ball. 
If you guys are looking for a job, go work for Ball. Uh, they have all sorts of, of opportunities, but the one that we're talking about is at the aluminum plant out in Golden. Ball gets great marks for all of the uh, uh, like um, like equality stuff. They have a hundred percent corporate equity score from the Human Rights Campaign. Um, it's a great place to work. They offer really great wages, and uh, they also are pretty quick to to give you benefits, to give you opportunities to move up throughout the company, to give you raises, all that sort of stuff. It's very well structured, as you expect from a big company. And you remember, aluminum. 75% of it that's ever been produced is still in use today. It's the most recycled material in the world. It's the easiest to recycle. And that's why these aluminum cans they make, over $100 billion a year, it's a, it's a good product. It's a good product. You can get a part of that. Make sure that you go to jobs.ball.com and search for Golden or text Golden to 77222. Again, that's jobs.ball.com and then search for Golden or 77222. And... Again, I'm just going through this and thinking like, okay, I just did all my ads for the second to last show of the week, but that means tomorrow I need to do the, what? so yeah, I have, to, I have to rework a whole bunch of things in my life. Good thing we talked about when I'm going to eat pizza. It's still Sunday, by the way. Um, Okay, we can move along here. Uh, here's Here's what Casey Roddick had to say. I don't think that there's... Any context that you need, this is this is just Casey. You're you're mostly working at right guard still this year. Yeah, right and left, trying to okay. switching over between the two, so just trying to get some ambiguity between the two. So. Okay. Is there much of a difference when you do that? Um, I'm just reversing the plays. Yeah. So like with going right and going left, got to kind of got to know both sides of it. So it's a brain game, but it's a good yep. game. <laughs> yeah. What's it? So you guys were running more like the outside zone sort of stuff, is what it sounds like. Yeah, kind of, kind of trying to balance up the offense a little bit, trying to trying to get 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 in tone and get kind of the defense on the on the on the heels and stuff like that. Because last year our problem was being so one dimensional. I, I I wasn't on the play call and it was on our play up front. So huh. I think that How? now this year it's it's definitely kind of expanded our our, our mantra on the offense. Okay. So what if, what does that look like? Like when when you start to focus in on whatever new stuff, like yeah. it starts in the film room. Kyle saying like, go this way, go this way. Here's what yeah. you're looking at. I think more so it's more for for us. It's more eye training. That and then also you have to know you have to get your feet right and your footsteps right. Yep. And everything your landmarks are everything in football, especially as an old lineman. So just getting understanding that and understanding your landmarks and your angle of departure on the linebackers is everything for an offensive line. We we didn't do a great job of that last year and it kind of affected us in, in terms of working up the linebackers and, and giving enough help on inside help with the linemen and stuff like that. But this year, that's definitely been a point of emphasis on not only my part, but everybody else in the offensive line. So that's really helped us kind of create a better continuity in terms of that. You know, it's, you're only like five practices in. Yeah. So obviously there's only so much that can get fixed in that time. But Correct. Th- does it feel like when you're going out there in practice that things are going I'm, better? I'm not even going to finish you. I'm not even going to let you finish the sentence. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that we're we're definitely a tight We've always been a tight-knit group. But right now we have we have a bond of, 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 a, of a brotherhood and a brothership. And I think that carries over for not only after practice, because after practice is the most important time. We have to recover and everything. So you always see an offensive lineman traveling with another offensive lineman, whether they're going to recovery or whatnot. So that's definitely helping us with our play is that 
being together all the time, we obviously have that brotherhood between each and every one of us already. So that makes us elevate our play. So does that like pay off in terms of like communication on the field? Oh yeah, I mean like we'll watch film together, we'll, we'll understand the game together, and so I feel like that's definitely helping in terms of you said understanding the game. Yeah. I think to to an extent, I think it's, that also plays to a lot of experience as well, because you go across the board and you got myself and Frank, who's been here for four yeah. years. You look at Tommy; he just came from one of the best programs in the, in the nation. And then Jake, he's a young guy, but he's still got a lot of games under his belt. And with Noah and Salsa, whoever's going to be playing at that center spot, they all they also have enough experience as well. So I think experience is the number one thing that kind of elevates our play. Currently. Okay. Um, what what have you seen from those centers so far? A lot of physicality. Yeah. A lot of physicality. I okay. love I love both of them what they're doing. They can run, they can they can hit, they can do everything. So they're very athletic and they're very in tone with their body as well, which is paying off for them okay. out on the field. Okay. I think Kyle told us that they're he said the center is the most skilled position without on the field. Doubt. Yes. On the field, yeah. Yes, without a doubt. <laughs> Kyle fits the tackles, I know they get a little butter, but okay. <laughs> definitely the center is the most skilled. But they, they do have like a lot of mental responsibilities. Without a doubt, the they, they control everything. I mean without the center there is no football. When you go so. from somebody like Colby who's holding that that position for a couple years to these younger guys like yeah. has there been a bit of a drop-off there not essentially I mean in terms of just the experience part obviously there's that little bit but I mean those guys were watching Colby for two years three years watching every single move that he did so kind of learning from learning from experience is what they had to go through and I think they've done a really good job with that so that's one, that's one of the things that you like to like to see is that if he makes a mistake I'm not going to make the same mistake so that's yeah. what I think they learned from Kobe before is that whatever mistake Kobe made they weren't going to make it so that made them into a better player than what they are okay well, you're obviously lining up right next to him yeah like is it do you find yourself giving them more pointers at this point or do they can, can they kind of handle themselves i'm gonna be completely honest sometimes they give me more points yeah. <laughs> so so but no they're, they're they're a really good group of guys both okay. salsa and no i've got to work both of them continuously and i think one thing that both of them hold is leadership like whenever they hold their hand up yell out huddle like we all gravitate towards them they're two okay. guys that we can look forward to when the game's online as well so whoever's going to be playing out there, I'm excited to play next one. It's got to just be nice to be out on the field and, and maybe not totally get the taste of last season out of your mouth, but, but at least start to get to that point. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't get to be participate in spring ball last year, so this is definitely a time where I'm like, I was itching to get incorporated with. So, so going out there and just competing, not, not only with my teammates, but with myself. So how can I improve and how can I get better? Because if I have that mindset and the rest of my Oh, line mates and teammates have that mindset, then we're going to be a great football team. Yeah, I think uh, Kyle mentioned that, that you, you're in better shape. You, you seem like you're more mobile. Correct. Is that, is that just general like work in the offseason, or is that part of coming back from, from what happened last year? It's definitely uh, offseason, most, okay. most importantly. That's, okay. that's all the offseason, because you get all of that out of your body. You get all of that work in throughout the offseason, and being thrown in and not having a complete off season, that was that was tough. Yeah. But now having that under my belt and having that exp- that kind of that work into my system, that that's definitely paid off in the, on the field. Okay. Uh, you scrimmage on Saturday. Yeah. I'm you excited, excited about that? Yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely live scrimmage. Hopefully. So. Do you guys have like any set goals or anything? Or ideas of what you want to get done? As an offensive line, it's more individual goal-based. Okay. So, obviously, there's there's the minimal sacks, minimal pressures, yep. no tackles for loss. Obviously, those are goals. But more so, it's 
more individual goals that you're trying to work on that you might have slacked off in practice before that. So that's maybe okay. an angle departure on a linebacker. That's maybe okay. hand placement in the pass pro. Because if you work on those smaller things, you're going to be the better player at the end of the day. And so if you're the better player at the end of the day, if you got all five guys on the same on the same kind of mantra, then you're going to be a great offensive line. And so from that, if you work on the individual, you got to work on the bigger goal. And that's where no sacks, no pressures, no TFLs. Okay. Um, it's also like the first time the fans will see you guys since last season. Yeah. Like, do you guys as a group kind of have a chip on your shoulder? No doubt. No, last, last year was unacceptable. So to, to allow that to happen was not up to the standard by any means. And so I feel like I owe it more to the fans than I do to myself. So the work that I've put in, the rest of the guys have put in, have been purely based off of that bad taste in our mouth from last season. To see ever all the fans of Folsom come out, 50,000 strong every single game, and to watch us lose, that, that's totally unacceptable. So definitely that's been a, that's been a motivational factor. Okay. Um, what have you seen from the defensive line so far? Because it, that's another really experienced they're, group. They're physical. They're, they get off the ball. They have great hand placement. I think Naeem Rodman has made tremendous strides hmm. from when he first got here. I think Naeem is gonna Naeem's gonna be one of the greats. And obviously with T Lang and Jen and Sami, like those are three hard anchors that you have on the D line. And if I were to go into a into a fight with anybody, <laughs> I'm taking those three with me, no doubt. Yep. So the defense defensive line specifically, they're building that that defense. That's they're, gotta, they're the brick layer of that defense. It's gotta be valuable for you guys. Like as you do try to kind of build this group up, no doubt to, to have those guys to work. No against. doubt, like I get to go against Naeem Robin, Jalen, Sammy, and Terrence playing every single practice. Like that's that's one of the biggest blessings that I could ask for. I mean, those three guys are all packed guys. So yeah. to go against those three is, is, and for everybody else to go against the, those three, that's iron sharpening iron. Uh, I think that's it. Awesome. I think that's it. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, of course. Definitely appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Casey's the best. Um, just like listening to the end of that reminded me, it's uh, like I really like talking to these guys, like these offensive linemen in particular. It's a really fun group. Um, but then shake their hand, and it's honestly it's kind of awkward because their hands are just so freaking big that you try like it's just like my it doesn't make sense, right? Like I don't know like do you, what what part are you supposed to get right? Like are you supposed to start at the right point or the it doesn't matter. Point is, always like an awkward little like. Okay, let's let's feel small right now. Um, speaking of feeling small, here is uh, Jake Wiley, who notably is six foot seven. Alright, uh, what this is second day in pads, right? Yep. So you live. How's that going? It's gotta it's be good. fun to get those back on. Oh yeah, that's fine. Get back to hitting each other, getting good looks at each other. So yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Kyle Devan. It's his first season here. What's it been like working with him so far? It's been awesome. We've all. I think we've all been learning a lot, just from different techniques and way to do stuff, and just little just things we can do to help us win a play. Like, I think he he definitely brings a lot to the table when it comes to coaching, just helping us to get better and just just I don't know get better. So yeah. Yeah. What's what is. What is kind of like the point of emphasis at this point? Like, like what, what does the practice look like? What are you guys working on? I think for the O-line, the biggest thing that we want to work on is physicality and then playing smart, doing what you do, communicate. Just sounds cliche, but it's the three main things that we're trying to focus on. Just know what you're doing, play hard, and then just, yeah, exactly, just go out there and do your best. You know, or if you mess up, you mess up. Just learn from it and then just start competing to go to the next play. Okay. Um, it sounds like you guys are running some more outside zone stuff this time around. Well, what does that mean for you since you are out there on the edge? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely 
it's definitely helping us like learning just new outside non-technique steps and just technique where to turn our head if we're trying to cut off some backside so it's definitely been helping the tackle it's been helping for everybody just learning different techniques and the stuff to help us to be successful on the play okay uh tommy brown is here now have you been working at left tackle mostly? Yep. Okay, yep. and he's at left guard. Yep, we've been mixing, we've been mixing it up a little bit, but okay. yeah, it's I love Tommy. Oh yeah. What's it like working next to him? It's awesome. Yeah, like he great communication. He's a big, strong dude, so it's fun to play next to him and just work double teams and just all that stuff. So it's yeah, it's fun. What's it, yeah. what's it like just kind of building that sort of chemistry? Because you were next to Kari for basically all yeah. last season. I mean, it's nice building chemistry. Just getting another person next to you, getting along like. Once you get playing with them for a while, you understand like how they're gonna move with you, how you move with them, and it just you kind of just get in sync with each other after a while. So it's been good. Yeah, it's been fun working. I think it would be good too, just keep working out, just moving with different pe- people too next to you, and just seeing like just building chemistry across the whole line. I think is good. So yeah. Okay. Um, for for you personally, like when you go back and watch last season, like like what stands out to you? What do you see that you want to clean up? I think my biggest thing was my pass pro. And just saving like B. Lou, making sure he's safe in the pocket when he's throwing the ball. I think that's my, probably my biggest thing. And then just trying to be a, just a lockdown end or a lockdown tackle, and not letting anybody get pressure, sacks, anything like that. So I say that's probably the biggest thing I want to focus on right now. Okay. And, and what needs to change? Like, like is that like more time in the weight room? Is that just? I mean, you as a young guy. Like, I think it's just technique. To be okay. honest, uh, just learn the technique, learn how to just play with just better poise and just. Know what you're doing, like steps wise. Don't try to turn too early. Don't try to overset. Just know what you're doing, being in the right spot, getting your hands on the guy, and just working like that. You know, so, yeah. you obviously like face some good pass rushers. Kayvon Thibodeau's mm-hmm. out there. Uh, Drake Jackson, he was in that game. Yeah, yeah. I, what's it like just being a, a freshman and going yeah. out there and lining up against some of those guys? I mean, going out there, it was fun playing playing against someone you know they're gonna like. They have all this talk about it and all that, yeah. so it's fun going out there and seeing how you can compete with other guys and seeing what you can do with some of the guys who are supposed to be the top guys in the country. So I think it's definitely good to kind of get that, like, just trial by error, trial by fire, and just keep going like that. So I think it's definitely good. Awesome. Um, Jokic MVP? Yes, Jokic MVP. Run it. Jokic MVP. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome. That's all I got for you. Perfect.